Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Broden and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. David Broden, Broden, Xander Berkeley. People are gonna miss us doing Xander Berkeley. Oh man! Uh, Welcome to episode 124 of Walkers and Talkers. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Jamie. All right. If you're not caught up to the season premiere of The Walking Dead, first of all, what the hell's wrong with you? Seriously. Second of all, spoiler, Xander Berkeley. That's all you need to know. We'll talk about okay. it. Okay. I didn't pull up my um, I pulled up my Twitter account. Hold on. Because uh, th- we have a couple of bullshit calls. It just gets better and better, don't Yeah. Hold on a second. Let's yeah, see. I saw Lonnie called some bullshit. Yeah, Lonnie always, Lonnie's always ready for <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Um, yeah, we'll get them all. We got them. Like a couple of people are pissed. Okay. Well, The Walking Dead's back. Are you happy? Woo! Yes, of course. I liked it. I loved it. We'll talk about the whole episode, of course. Um, we'll break it down like we normally do. We'll talk about a couple of people that called bullshit. Pretty much called bullshit on one thing. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good for an episode of, of The Walking Dead family of shows. Yeah. So let's talk about some news and some things. Um, let's start off with Paley Fest. Okay. So Paley Fest is a an event every year at uh, the Paley Center for Media, which is on 52nd Street in Manhattan. Yeah, if you're in the city, have a chance to go. Um, so they had the cast of The Walking Dead there on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got the cast of Murphy Brown, The Connors, Outlander, Documentary Now, This Week. A lot of big names are going to be there. And... Um, I got to go on Saturday, and like a lot of episodes of this show, you weren't there. Oh, I, I, oh, I had a wedding. You had a wedding. Mm-hmm. Was it yours? Mm-mm. Then you should have been there. <laughs> should have been there. So I went to Comic Con without you. No, well, I went. No, we. I went with you Thursday, though. No, you did go with me Thursday. You went without me. You went this weekend. I me- went Saturday to meet Denai Guerra. Right. Yeah. So we, we both went Thursday. Yeah. And I got to be part of an interview with the Impractical Jokers. Yes. Um, except Joe. Joe wasn't there. Yeah. But it was still Q and Sal and, and Murr. All good friends of ours. We know yes, them forever. Yes, I was sitting at the table too. You were. I said we. We got to- You said uh, I. <laughs> well, I talked to them. You didn't interview them. Well, that's true. So it was part of the, uh, my friend Eric, who's filled in for you a couple of times. You finally got to meet him. Finally got to meet my uh, villain. Right. It's uh, So uh, he's the host of the It's Eric Nagel, Eric with a K, N-A-G-E-L, It's Eric Nagel podcast. Which I've mentioned before on this podcast when he fills in for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the first two episodes on iHeartRadio are uh, long, very long interviews of me. Wow. He does a uh, Radio Inquisition thing that he does, not as part of the It's Eric Nagel show, but he puts them on the same channel. Okay. And so he interviews people that have been in radio a while and talk about the career. So I was on parts one and two are, are a very long interview with me from about five years ago. Okay. And I think by the time you hear this podcast or shortly thereafter, we're taping this on Tuesday the, the 9th. The 9th. Uh, if you go to It's Eric Nagel, you'll be able to hear the interview that I did with the Jokers with Eric. Yes, I want to hear that, even now, though I was sitting now there. Now, when you're listening, imagine Jamie off to the side, having talked to them before the interview started and after. Right? You talked to them. Yeah. Like, and we took pictures with them. Sal referenced me in one of it. He's like, we were just talking about a bit or whatever, and he looked at me. Right, like, because Jamie said it was yeah. the best story he, she, he's ever told. It's true. In in concert. Because yes. they do, they do they're, concert they're tours. tours. Right. Yeah. So, Paley Fest was cool. Um... 
Uh, our friend Brandon Davis was there from comicbook.com. He's always there. Brandon's the good-looking guy that wears sport jackets to these things and yeah. has a microphone and a TV crew, and mm-hmm. he's so professional. Yeah, he's got he's got everything so going on. So if you on. like The Walking Dead, de- definitely check out comicbook.com. There's a whole, uh, there's a drop-down for The Walking Dead, and there's videos and interviews, and, and they usually repost, like, entertainment weekly articles. It's very... It's sort of a one-stop shop for articles on The Walking Dead. Yes. It's one of my three favorites. I think walkingdead.com and oof, uh, I don't remember, Fanside yeah. uh, are my three that I go to for uh, for information. So Brandon was there. As always, we stood to the right of Brandon. <laughs> but they stuck a couple of bloggers in between uh, Brandon oh. and me. So uh, there was a little delay. So I have to watch the bloggers uh, with their phones. I had my phone. I was not with the professional equipment. <laughs> and we did the interview. So uh, Norman Reedus was there. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Angela Kang, who is the executive producer of the show now, replacing Scott Gimple, and Melissa McBride. Yep. So it was supposed to start at 2.45, and I got stuck in massive traffic because Scary Jones from the Elvis Strand Show and I were up at the New York uh, Pizza Festival in the Bronx. Mm, Yum. Eating pizza from 30 fantastic pizza places. Couldn't try them all. Yeah. So much pizza. (laughs) DeFaris was the best in uh, New York. And then there was a pizza place in Denver. So if you're listening in Denver, I'm going to pull it up because I took a picture of the pizza place. And I won't remember the name unless I take a look at my phone because it was that good. It was so good, I would go to Denver to have this. What? Uh, Marco's Cold Fire. Okay. It was uh, Caccio e Pepe, which is basically uh, salt and pepper. Mm. Uh, Bacchamel, fresh mozzarella, uh, Cacciovallo, Pecorino Romano, Porchetta, black pepper, extra virgin olive oil. Oh. It was outrageous. Wow. So there's like 30 places, but those were, those were my two favorites. Okay. Uh, so then anyway, so I rushed to get to this event at the Paley Center. They invited me to come and you to come uh, as media. Yeah. And they said red carpet starts at 2.45. And while the red carpet's going on, they were screening the premiere of the season nine of The Walking oh my Dead. Oh, gosh. So, because they, they have multiple viewing rooms. Yeah. So I get there like 3.20. So I'm like a half hour late about Uh-oh. it, right? I come running in. And it was traffic and rain. It was miserable. Oh, yeah, that was a nasty day. So as I walk in, they had already put all of the fans into the viewing room to watch the episode. Oh. So it was just like 10 of us in the media. Wow. And a red carpet. So Jeffrey had just walked, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. I call him Jeffrey. Jeff. Jeffers. He had just walked onto the- uh, <laughs> JDM. Onto the, JDM. Onto the carpet. Jeffers. And I took a picture of him, which I sent you. Yeah. Immediately, he was just taking pictures. Then he started doing interview row. Now, I think we explained this on a previous uh, uh, episode. When you do interview row, it's important people, important people, important people, important people, people with cameras, you know, video cameras and whatever. And then like- Us. Radio people. <laughs> and so we, I was not the last though. No, you weren't. No, there was a guy, I think he just watches The Walking Dead, had a phone. <laughs> no offense to him. Shout out to, I don't know who you are. And there, were, and there were two, I think there were bloggers to my left. Okay. I don't remember who they were. I didn't look at the floor, but on the floor, a little sign there, it said me. Oh. Well, and and it would have said you, but you weren't there. I know. So anyway, so I got there late and I'm thinking, I missed everything. Oh no, I just got there in time. Perfect timing. So Jeffrey starts the long walk, going the first person, second Mm -hmm. person, I'm like eighth. So while he's at like the fourth person, Norman Reedus walks out. Oh my God. And then they start walking. By the way, you sent me a picture, like practically up Norman's nose with Jeffrey. And I'm screaming on the other end of the phone and you're like, don't text me back. Right. So I took a picture, which I I don't know if I posted it. You did it. But it was, I thought it was fake at first. No, Jamie will put the picture up at walkers underscore talkers. Oh my God. And uh, you'll tag both of us. Yeah. At David Brody at uh, the Talking Jamie. By the way, congratulations. You're now the Talking Jamie 
on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yes. I made them uh, match. Thank you. <laughs> now, all the episodes of Walkers and Talkers have our wrong Twitter addresses, but all right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so I sent you a picture of Norman. Oh, my God. He was about eight feet away from me. He looked two feet in and the because, photo. Yes. Well, it, it was that close. It and was because close. I was doing the interview on my phone, my Galaxy Note uh, 9, my super phone. Yes. It has a feature, by the way. I don't know if you uh, have this on an iPhone, but it has um, an interview mode, so it works the microphone on top and the bottom. That's very cool. So you just hold the phone out, and it picks up the, yeah. I may have had my hand over the mic a little bit, because I was so nervous with uh, Jeffrey oh. Dean Morgan. Anyway, so uh, I'm at this sort of end, and the the TV show is screening, and they have to leave once the episode ends, so they can be down for the panel discussion. Yeah. They set up chairs on the stage, and the four of them were interviewed by a guy from Entertainment Weekly. So, she says to me, oh, Angela Kang was first. I'm so sorry. Executive producer. So, uh, I'm told, uh, you got a couple of minutes. Okay, great. And so, I'm watching as the people before me interview, she taps them on the shoulder, which is like giving you the red light when you do stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's your wrap it up. Wrap it up. We gotta go. So, I tried to get IDs. I couldn't get IDs because they were like, rush, rush, rush. No photos. Rush, rush, rush. So, I took pictures of them talking to other people because there was no one to take a picture of me interviewing (laughs) him. Especially because I was using the phone to do the interview. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, unfortunately, I took pictures of them, but not of us, mm. which is fine. I have pictures of, of them. Yeah, it's you fine. do. I do. I don't know Melissa McBride, but anyway. So, I interview Angela Kang. We'll play the clip in a minute. And I interviewed Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But I texted you because I wanted you to see what you were missing. Yes. But I didn't want you to text back. So, as I'm interviewing one of them, my phone goes, vroom, vroom, text message <laughs> and, inter- and interrupts the interview. Yeah. So I was like, don't text back. And I didn't. Which I'm sure drove you crazy because you must have been like, oh, oh my God. I had a thousand questions, but I didn't. I respected. You did respect. You I did. did respect. You did respect. I respect. So I did the, the interview with Angela Kang, and I asked the girl, I said, the woman running it, I said, if I ask one last question, can I get an ID? Because I had him on my phone. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I was like, what's the difference? Whatever. What does it matter? So then when Jeffrey Dean was next, I was next, she goes, one question. I'm like, oh, all right. She goes, we have to go. I'm so sorry. So I asked him a, a question that was open-ended, so he'd give me a long answer. Mm. You'll hear it in a minute. And then Norman was next. Oh. I was three feet from Norman. No. And they're like, all right, we have to go. No. And so they ended the red carpet before I got to do Norman. Melissa McBride never did interviews. She just wow. came out. She came out for a picture. So they all went and ran, took a picture together. Yeah. And so I didn't get like a, I, so I got to take a picture of the four of them. Okay. But I didn't get to interview Norman. I had some really good questions for Norman, but it's fine. But I got to do uh, Angela Kang and Norman. Very cool. Uh, not Norman, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Sorry, Jeffrey Dean, JDM. And at that point, Scott Wilson had not passed away. So we'll talk about Scott passing away, and and uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, uh, I spoke to Angela Kang, who just took over the show, and knowing I was rushed, I did my best. I'm sorry if the levels go up and down a little bit. I tried to adjust them, but uh, so here's me talking to Angela Kang. So sweet. She looks so sweet. She's. Uh, like your height, but like adorable. Oh, like, so I'm not adorable? No, she's your height and adorable. I'm okay. sorry, like you. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> right, here we go. Hold on. Let's see if this sounds good. Uh, Angela Kang. Hi. Hi. So nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you, David. Okay, so first of all, I'd like everybody else to say congratulations. Thank you. Is it more difficult to take over the show at a time where there's so much change and renewal and new logo and new people and like, would it have been easier, you've been on the show for a while, Yeah. would it have been easier to take it over in season five or four when you kind of kept things the same and the comic books were sort of being followed? Now it seems like mayhem. 
<laughs> I hope it's not mayhem. No, good mayhem. Good mayhem. <laughs> I'm just really excited to get the opportunity for this role. Um, when it happened was really not in my control. So I try not to like think too much about like, well, what if it had been here or there? I think like any season of the show is is challenging in its own way. So I guess like the the thing that I have been excited about with the fact that there's a lot of changes, it just gets you know, it's an opportunity to do something new when I have been working on the show so long. And so it's like looking for creative challenges is always something great for artists. Sure. Did you know about the people leaving the show, Morgan and Rick and, and Maggie, when you were given the position? You knew about all of that? Yes. Some of that stuff has been, you know, kind of in the works for sure. a while. So, um, yeah, that was just part of the transitional conversations. Okay. Was there any ever, uh, I know this was before you took over, but was there ever any talk about possibly Abraham being in the crossover since he was from Houston? Um, you know, I, that I actually don't know. I, okay. I don't know the answer to okay. that. Because <laughs> they've sort of teased him a little bit in Fear the Walking Dead. Right. There's a tape of him. You know, we might may or may not see him. Right. Um, do you think when uh, Scott handed you the reins, it was sort of like, you deal with Rick. Congratulations. <laughs> no, actually, you know, like, I think Scott and Andy had had conversations for a while. Um, it's a huge responsibility. Yeah, and it's, you know, like, I think it just, like, they kind of figured that that chapter kind of ends there. He, Andy had actually been thinking about leaving at the end of last right. year, but... Um, but, you know, like, I'm really glad that he stayed for part of the season sure, this year. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's just the circumstances are what they are. Absolutely. Okay, so basically what she was saying was, um, well, you know what? There was a theme. The theme was, we're sad that Andy's leaving, but we get this great show. But we got to move on, and there's other story yeah, arcs. So in the yeah, so pa- in the panel discussion, the first one or two questions from the guy from Entertainment Weekly were about Andy leaving, Andy leaving, Andy leaving. And look, they have jobs, they have careers, this mm-hmm. is how they make a living. Mm-hmm. And if they spend all their time talking about how the guy everyone cares about is leaving, it's almost reinforcing, don't watch anymore. That's true. And it's like, you know, it's like when you're in radio, if someone leaves your, your morning show, you still want to be like, oh no, we still got a great we show. We still have a show. <laughs> right, no, that person was great, but we're still here. Yeah. And we'll have great new people come on the show. Yeah. And so I feel for them because... The leader of the show is leaving the show. Yeah. And they still want to be like, but we're on the show. Yeah. And it's still a great show. And every question's about Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> so I, in talking to Jeffrey, I, I wanted to know how he was dealing with the changing in storylines, but not like, wow, the show's going to suck because you're leaving. I, yeah, you, yeah. You don't want to ask that. So I, I did ask that to, to Jeffrey. And then he, he was asked similar questions on the panel. And if you watch, even on Talking Dead, which we'll talk about later. A lot of it is, yeah, we, we really want to talk about other things. Like, and Talking Dead, Angela was like, and we have these great actors yeah, still on the exactly. show. Yeah, exactly. The, these people on the couch in front of me. And they are, and I, I feel bad for them, because I know what it's like. It's I've been tough. on the morning yeah. show where we've lost members, and people yeah. go, oh, it's not the same without that person. You know, it's not. You're right. But hopefully the new person or the new characters on The Walking Dead or on our morning show will will engage you the way the old people did. Exactly. Because you get attached. It's It's normal to, like... The baseball players on your team of and the course. hockey players, and they leave, and you get new players. And you're like, oh, I kind of like them too. Yeah. But oh, I miss that guy. This is what happens. It's life. So uh, we'll talk about the ratings for the premiere also, because I have those for you as Ooh, well. Okay. Let's uh, listen to me again with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So th- I had my phone in interview mode. My hand may have been a little bit on the bottom, which was where my mic was. So if if I don't sound as good as them, that's why. Okay. Plus, the better mic is at the top. 
So oh, anyway, okay. here, here we go. Hi, Jeffrey. Pleasure to meet you. I got one yeah. question with you. Go. So when you, I know you're a fan of the comics, and I'm sure when you started the show, you had in mind a certain group of cast members and a plot with, uh, with Carl and Rick. Yeah. And, and you know, Morgan and... I got you, yeah. They're all going. Yeah. And so you've kind of stepped up now you're, as an actor and as a character on the show. You're one of the two, top two or three people. How have you had to wrap your head around everybody changing and everybody leaving and thank God Norman Reedus is staying he's well, right thank next God. to us well, he's, he's my best friend I know too. he is yeah, don't Christ. let him leave yeah I, I, well yeah well, that's how we both feel about each other please right. don't leave um, uh, you know look it, I knew Andy was going to leave uh, you know last year we kind of hoped he'd change his mind but he, you know look people are going to move on for a show to last nine years there's going to be changes um, losing people like Carl and 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 uh, Rick as characters, I think sucks in so many ways. And and, and I can look at my own kind of storylines for Negan and go, oh, that one hurt. Like losing Carl, that hurt. Um, but at the same time, I think losing these characters, how we lose them, and what that springboards for the storyline uh, is awesome. And I think the work that my boyfriend here is doing this year is is spectacular you know he's he's not just in the woods grunting he's really <laughs> stepping forward and and uh and that's the same with a few uh, a few characters been around for a long time i think we get to see them really shine uh and, you know i'm just in jail having a fucking hard time bro. yeah well hopefully that won't last yeah hopefully it won't last all right thank jeffrey thank you so yeah, much a pleasure oh we need to mark this explicit yeah <laughs> thanks jdm yeah so that's when they gave him the wrap up and you got to go because I would have talked to him for another hour. Yeah. But, yes, you would have. So another recurring theme is that Daryl's going to talk more. Because mm-hmm. they said it on the panel discussion and then on Talking Dead. They did. Even Daryl used that same line. I'm not just going to be grunting in the woods. Mm-hmm. I think that's the catchphrase they've worked on. Yeah. That, you know what? Daryl's going to step up in terms of dialogue. He already did the first episode. He did. And we'll, and we'll, we'll get to that, of course. So I, I feel like JDM is upset that they killed Carl. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he's, you know, because there's a big relationship between Carl and Negan in the comic books. Yes. That's not going to happen now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're an actor and you're looking forward to that and it's a it's a spotlight on your character and that doesn't happen. There. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have to really do some adjustments. Anyway, I did the best I could with a, a, minute, a minute or two of, of talk time. So uh, let's talk about Scott Wilson for a second, who played Herschel, passed away on Saturday um, these people didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Because they would have referenced it. And so he died, I guess, Saturday evening. Yes. Um, and so um, we interviewed him December of uh, 2017. I yep. sent out the link. But what we're going to do is, at the end of this episode, we're going to say, shut that shit down, respectfully for Scott. And then you'll hear the interview we did with Scott and then us talking about meeting him the next day at yeah. Comic-Con when he hugged us. Yeah. Because on the interview, you'll hear him say he wants to hug us and then... We held him to it the next day, and we said, "Hey, Scott, remember us we're from Walkers and Talkers?" Oh, Such oh, yes, absolutely. I said, uh, "You promised you were gonna hug us." I did. I'm gonna, and he goes, "Come here," Aww. and he hugged us both, and he took us aside, and we took pictures with yeah. him, and he couldn't have been nicer. So this was an idea we haven't played, and I don't know why we hadn't played it yet, but this is what he did for us on the phone. Hi, this is Scott Wilson Herschel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. How fun. Oh. That, that was him saying, how fun. Because that was at the end of the interview, and he, he really enjoyed it. In fact, yeah. you'll, you'll hear on the clip me talking about it, but he told the people that arranged the interview how much he enjoyed the interview with us. Yeah. 
and they gave us the number to call the next time we wanted to speak to him because he wanted to interview with us again. Yeah. And we would have interviewed with him this month because he's in this season of The Walking yes, Dead. Yes, he is. He filmed his scene, I guess, in the flashback montage or voices talking to Rick. You know, or Maggie. Or, or, no, it's Rick. Oh, it, the, well, at okay. least in the Entertainment Weekly article I read. Oh, okay. It's part of the Rick goodbye. Okay. Because he was a voice to him and he was a father figure and, you know, whatever he says to Rick. But, I, you know, I thought it was for Maggie. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's both. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely for Rick at the, at the very least. Okay. So he will, just like John Bernthal is back. Yeah. And um, uh, Shaniqua Martin-Green is back mm-hmm. for this. Uh, and, and we don't know who else. But those three for sure are confirmed. So Scott will be back. Um, if you watch Talking Dead, uh, Chris Hardwick did not mention at all um, that Scott had died. There was a one second Well, did you see snippet. Chris's tweet? Yeah, well, that's what okay. I was going to read. I was very happy he did that. Um, so what he said was, and I thought I had it here in front of me. I thought I printed it, but it looks like I did not. Um, his Instagram was basically saying that we fam- we filmed Talking Dead. I had said Talking Dead was coming back live. It did not. It'll be back live next week. Yeah. They taped it last week in L.A. because everybody's here in New York. Mm-hmm. I was under the impression they flew back, but they did not. Yeah. So they were all in New York this weekend for Comic-Con and the Paley Fest event that I went to. And so Scott, when they filmed it, obviously a week ago, was, had not passed away. Yes. I was surprised they didn't tape something on Saturday, like Scott, a little addendum. Yeah. Uh, or or put up on the screen, because the, the Herschel thing was at the end of, talk, of Walking Dead, but not at the end of Talking Dead. Yeah. I feel like they still could have done something. Yeah, I, I think they just did his picture and, you know, for so like a I second. I understand why. They, or they could have put up, you know what? Um, Stephen Colbert is really good at this for the for late, late Show with Stephen Colbert. If something really terrible happens during the day or, or in the evening, they tape from 530 to 6.30 approximately. Mm-hmm. If something happens at 8, a school shooting or a hurricane or, or an election, before the show starts, there'll be a screen, a title screen that says, this episode was filmed prior to the events, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's why we don't mention it. Mm-hmm. So that you watch, you don't go, how come they didn't mention the terrible school shooting yeah. or the election results or whatever? And I feel like they could have put something there that said... Well, on my screen, it said previously recorded. Yeah, but it didn't say when. Well, that's also true. They've previously recorded Talking Dead since uh, Chris Hardwick is back. Yeah, that's true. So, by the way, uh, Chris Hardwick's coming back to town, I believe, to play Caroline's Comedy Club. <gasps> and Which I already said we're going to go. I already talked to We need people. him up here again. And so they said, would you like to have him up here again? So... I'm going to try to book him for this podcast this time. Yay! So I'm going to try. Okay. I'm oh going to try. Gosh. Okay. All right. Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's. I. Yep, that's what I just said. Okay. So I did I did print it. Okay, so The Walking Dead Season 9 premiere ratings. How do you think they were uh, percentage-wise to the normal ratings of guess, a premiere? Um, medium. Uh, roughly half. Yeah, that's... The Walking Dead premiere suffered a massive blow to its ratings, delivering half of its audience from last season's premiere. Uh, Sunday's premiere episode of the of Walking Dead uh, had 6.1 million viewers tune in live. Uh, 3.2 million of those were in the 18 to 49 demographic. That's down 23% from its overall audience in, in the season 8 finale and down 27% in the demographic. So that's not good either. Now, the one thing they... So it's the lowest season premiere since... Season one, when no one was watching. Yikes, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when a lot of people weren't watching. Uh, they did say, the article did go on to say, and I told you about this last week, AMC premiere. Mm-hmm. 
They said uh, the commercial-free upgrade option uh, went live 24 hours. Oh, you could watch The Walking Dead 24 hours before the live airing on Sunday night. They said AMC premiere saw the single highest day of signups in its history ahead of The Walking Dead premiere. Mm-hmm. So it's likely that the service took away from the numbers of oh, the live so Walking Oh, so so many Dead. people were watching it. Gotcha. <clears throat> so people may have watched it. I have the screener, which by the way, I, so I have to I have to call um, slight bullshit, but I don't want to offend anyone. Okay. Okay. So going to the premiere event at Paley Fest, because I was at the red carpet, I couldn't see the premiere. Mm-hmm. When the red carpet event was over, we all run, ran to the staircase and downstairs, and I saw the last, I didn't know it had started already. Oh. I didn't know. So I walked in, they're like, what did I miss? Oh, you didn't miss anything. But yeah, you did. So I walked in, and it was, in reality, the last 15 minutes. Oh, no. So it started with, uh. it started, it looked, but it was the beginning of a scene. Yeah. Like, it looked like it would come back from where the commercial would have okay, been. Okay, yeah. So it looked like, here's the beginning. So it was Rick talking to Maggie about- uh, On the porch. On the porch. And, you know, we need more time. We need more food for sanctuary. I need you to step up, build the bridge. And she's got the bruise on her eye. I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> and so I watched the ending of the episode. Oh, no. Thinking that I was like, what what the? So I didn't get to see the whole thing that night. But then I, so they sent me a, a digital, a, a login to the AMC press website. Mm-hmm. So when you log in, you can watch the first episode, but then also the second and the third. Okay? Yes. So- I, I watched the first one. I didn't have time. So I watched the first one live. And then I clicked on the second one to see what was there. Because on the first one, when you click it, there was some stuff about The Walking Dead. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's some information on the second one. And the second one, it says, please do not alert anyone to spoilers. Right? Okay. If you watch this episode, do not alert or broadcast or, or, or in any way broadcast spoilers such as... And before Oh I my could, god, the such as. The such as. So F you such as. Yeah, you told me you warned me. Like if you log in, don't look don't at the look. thing. Okay. Don't look. So I looked and it says so the first one was uh about Gregory. Okay. Right? Oh. So I'm thinking I at this point I'd already seen episode one. Yeah. So I'm thinking that episode two is reminding me not to talk about spoilers from episode one. Yeah. So I'm like, oh Gregory. Right, okay. Yeah. Spoiler, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then it says I'm not going to say what. I'm just going to say, let's. I'm not, no oh, spoiler. No. I would never do that. Let's say Maggie eats a cherry, right? Yeah. It says Maggie eats a cherry. I go, no! Oh, no! No, Maggie eats a cherry! No! no! So did you end up watching no! the episode? No, because because it's, it's, it's a big thing happens in two. No, I'm not saying anyone dies or not. It's a thing. It's not a- It's a thing. It's a thing. thing. So I'm like, oh, Maggie eats a cherry. So I'm like, why would they put that then? And I and then I, you know, your eye naturally goes. Yeah, of course. You're like, you look at right? it. Right? And then I see, then I see, uh, let's say, um, uh, Daryl steps on a bug. And I go, oh no, Daryl steps on a bug! <laughs> no, 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 And this is no. all before the episode? Right. So like, no. So what they did was. Oh no. What, what they did was, they put that stuff there. Oh. Right where it is to click the episode. Damn. So you can't. You like have to look at it. You're looking for the link to click. Oh. And you, they show you the spoilers. So I sent a nasty email to AMC, but I don't <laughs> want them to block me. Oh my god! So I didn't, I didn't tell them who I was. Yeah. I, but but so anyway, what? That's the, horrible. Okay. So so I think what has what happened was so last night after the episode, this is what happened, right? Yeah. I closed the browser. Okay. Today I opened the browser to get it set up because yeah. I want to watch the episode, second episode yeah. tonight, and I go to click on it. And it says too many views. 
You've ex- you've ex- uh, used too many views. You've watched it too many times. How I many go, times did you log I in? I didn't watch any times. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I, it was your nasty email. So, yeah, no, no. So it, no, when I scrolled down, it was already static. Like it showed That's static. That's funny. So just having it open. Yeah. It it must have been like it's too many views. I don't oh. I don't know. So I had to email them and go. I didn't watch it, which I didn't. But I now know oh. that Maggie eats a cherry and Daryl steps on a bug. <laughs> By the way, neither of those things really happens. It's just, I'm just telling you. It's an example. So, so here's what I'm going to say. There was a formula that I think really made The Walking Dead tired. Mm. Um, they keep talking about this, and, and we'll get into it when we review. They keep going, season nine is getting back to... Yeah, they, right, all, getting it's back old roots to, and it's new, right, it's, it's what fresh. Made, made you fall in love with The Walking Dead in the first place. And I'm thinking, okay, you're saying that, but in saying that... You're admitting that you weren't doing things for the fans. Mm, yeah. That you try. It's like when an, when a band says, "We're going back to the original sound of the band. Going back to our. We're going back old school with our sound." Oh, that's that's a great example. And you're like, "Oh, so what were you doing the last two albums that sucked?" Yeah. So look, I like The Walking Dead. I've liked every season, but certainly the viewership for ep- for seasons one through five were much higher than. Oh, for sure. Right. They beat the Super Bowl one year. And I started thinking about what was different, and and thinking about the texture and different things. When you watch the first couple of seasons, the main characters would die at any moment, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, T Dog! Like y- y- people were dying, not in the same. So, but the last few seasons, what happens? Someone dies in the premiere, maybe. Yeah. They definitely are going to die in either episode seven or eight before the f- yes. season finale, and then they're going to die in the last one or two episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. But no one ever dies in episode five. Yeah. No one ever dies in episode thirteen. Is that random anymore? No, it's like, oh, we're coming to the. It's gonna like be we're, one, we're waiting for right it. one seven, but probably eight, and even fear, same thing usually. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, uh, oh, big uh, episode nine when you come back from the break, or fifteen, definitely sixteen. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen, and so I feel like with this, with the, I I feel like. Um, with what happened in the first episode, that could have waited. Hmm. With what happens to Gregory, hmm. happens in the comics after the whispers. Oh, all right. So it could have like been postponed. It could have waited. In fact, I want to talk to you about an article with Xander Berkeley. Um, by the way, speaking of Xander Berkeley, since you know we're still going to have fun with Xander Berkeley. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, let's play the clip when we met him at Walker Stalkers a year ago. I want to tell you a funny Xander Berkeley story. Here we go. Hey, Xander Berkeley. No, no, that's this one. Hold on, hold on, Xander Berkeley. Hold on. I got to move it up to here. Sorry about that. Doing a live live show here. There we go. This should be it. Hi. Hi. We met you in New Jersey at one of the stalker yeah, conventions. Yeah, you immediately familiar. Yeah, she had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. Oh, you so, did. Yeah. I did. That's a totally different look. It's a different look tonight. Dressy, oh, thank you. you. New Jersey's in the house. Yes, Absolutely. they are. around. Oh, so we wanted to know that now that Steve. Okay, so that was uh, that was us when we met him on the red carpet oh, in Los man. Angeles, and here he is. Uh, is the just the isolated? Oh, right? you had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. Oh, you so, did. Yeah, I did. That's a totally different look. This is a different look dressy, tonight. Oh, thank you. Oh, you dirty girl. <laughs> You all, you were wearing a gingham dress. Yes, you were. Oh. Ooh, yes. It's a different look he for you. He was looking at my boobs at Chiller. He was. Well, in fairness, you brought them. Well, I can't help it. They're just big. <laughs> uh, you said it. Personally, I have never noticed. I can't help it. But rumor has it they might be. <laughs> rumor has it. Oh, man. Yeah, so let's talk Especially about- Especially in a gingham dress. All right, so spoiler, uh, Jeffrey has, uh, is no longer with us. Uh, Gregory. Gregory, sorry. He's no longer with us. Uh, he passed away at the end of the episode, but this is what he's uh, told uh, Entertainment Weekly. 
There's only so long a douchebag like Gregory can stay alive, so I wasn't shocked to find out uh, that I was going to die, even uh, even though it was very much at the last minute. And I had been a little bit set up to expect a very different journey. Huh. When Scott Gimple was guiding the show, uh, Berkeley expected Gregory to see a return to power before his inevitable demise, having fallen from grace from Maggie Maggie Uh but the changing of hands from Gimple to Angela Kang being instilled, uh, installed as showrunner and the looming exits of Maggie and Rick um, with the season opener culminating with Gregory's death, we'll talk about that, by hanging uh, after two back-to-back failed attempts on Maggie's life. Uh, he, goes, he goes, the stuff in the pen last year in season eight, uh, it got a little purged for me. It was just a long way to be away from my family, uh, from my home, uh, at mm. my stage of the game, mm. meaning at his age, to be away from my children. Um, he's like, he says, um, you know, I, the episode where I hit my head was fine, but give me something exciting. Oh, uh, he got it. He says, look, he says, kill me uh, on the show so I can get home to my children or give me something more interesting or I have other interesting projects to do. So he basically said, putting him in the prison pen with the saviors, he'd have nothing to say. He yeah. just stood there or he said, Maggie, let me out of here. Maggie, yeah. let me out of here. Um, he said, don't, huh. worry, don't worry about him. Uh, he's already booked a role on Supergirl. Wow. So he basically thought he was going to be on for much longer with mm-hmm. Scott Gimple. Yeah. Much like the comics. Maybe he was. He was going to be. Yeah. And then Angela Kang decided, nope, we need to kill him. Bye-bye. I guess they wanted to make a splash in the first episode. Oh, they did. I didn't see it coming that way. Did not. So, but uh, he, yeah, he said he knew he was going to be killed off eventually. Because that's what happens in the comics. They yeah. hang him. In the comics, uh, spoiler, he tries to poison Maggie. Jesus uh, f- finds out. They put him in prison, and then she arranges to have him home. Yeah. A little bit different. This also, was effed up. in the comics, which we'll talk about uh, when we get to Ken, mm-hmm. uh, Ken doesn't die in the comics at that point. He gets okay. injured, and then the mother yells at Maggie, like, you, it's your fault my boy got injured. So some of that still happened. Okay. But he doesn't die. And I feel like the death of Ken, spoiler, Ken's dead, big deal. Yeah. There was a, there was a trailer. Did you see the trailer? Too drawn out. No, but there was a trailer a few, like uh, Thursday or Friday that came out. When Daryl said we lost somebody, too soon we lost someone? Nope. You want to listen to the podcast? It gets I'm real listening. good right here. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe it was that one. No, no. because well, Daryl did kid, reference him. Yes, but they showed the kid getting bitten. Oh, I didn't see that. How'd I miss that one? I missed yeah, that one. so there was a, a sneak peek that came out Thursday or Friday. Trailer guy. Trailer guy. Trailer after, put her together guy. Yeah. He, so he, I guess they wanted it. I guess they wanted to show there was some action. So they show this kid that you don't know. Yeah. Trying to save the horse and getting bitten on the arm. We don't know. Which at that point you assume, okay, they're going to cut his arm off. That's but, exactly what I thought was happening because Sadiq got done. I'm like, oh, here it comes. They're going to they're gonna do a tourniquet right. and it's going to come off. Right. But uh, here, okay. Next episode of the walking of walkers and talkers okay. 125 I will explain to you my theory as to why they didn't cut his arm off and try to save him mm. but I can't discuss that now damn it why not cuz I'll tell you I'll tell you next week oh, it, it's a whole big to do uh, okay all right but trust me I have a theory a whole big to I want to see if it plays out <laughs> okay how in, okay in the next well you'll know or two. later when you log in it's something to do with his parents. you'll see okay no no no, no. Uh, okay it's not a spoiler of anything else it's just I have a theory but it needs to breathe a little bit okay all right very good. Also in the comics, Very good. Tammy with the headband, the mother, mm-hmm. is not married to Earl the Blacksmith. She's married to somebody else. Okay. But they put them together like to... they made, makes sense. They made Earl two characters. They combined the two characters into one character. Gotcha. I think we talked about this when they cast him on the show. 
Okay. And that guy is in like everything. That yeah, guy I, plays he, cops, bad he's guys. He's one of those like, oh, I know his face, but I can't know it. I right. don't know his name. You, you don't need to tweet us. We, we'll look it up. What, don't tweet us. Yeah, don't tweet us. We, we love you, though. Tweet us good stuff. Don't tweet us. Oh, we, got a lot of, we, got a, we didn't get a lot of bullshit. Like I said, a couple of tweets from the usual culprits. Yeah. Lonnie and Marcus were, you know. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about the bullshit when, when we get to the bullshit. So I can read them live, you know, in the, in the moment because they're all calling bullshit on the same thing. All right. So let's talk about the episode. Okay, let's do it. You liked it. I did. All right. So here we go. A little, uh, season nine, episode one. So it starts off at the hilltop. Oh, it shows the hilltop. It shows Alexandria. They've got solar panels and windmills. It's about a year and a half later. Yep. They're making some progress. It looks Ma- nice. Michonne and Judith are painting together. And Judith painted Carl. Oh, sweet. She painted uh, Grumpy Face Rick. With his big tummy. With his big Even tummy. Even though he doesn't have a big tummy. Doesn't have a big tummy. Over at the sanctuary, Daryl is in charge. Um, Tatneck. I was reminded that was Tatneck. Laura Tatneck. Laura Tatneck tips him off to something. Uh, a rat and some... Was it a rat? It was one of them. A rat. A rat and some guy are hanging a walker on a giant X as a scarecrow. Daryl shoots it in the head with a bolt. He's like, we don't do that here. They cut that shit out. We're not doing the walker scarecrow thing. I didn't think he had to do that, but... I think that may have been too reminiscent of the walker wall that Negan did. Mm. I think he's trying to avoid anything Negan-ish. Yeah, that's true. That'd be my guess. Uh, Jesus and Aaron are clearing out walkers. Jesus kicks them, and Aaron asks Jesus to teach him how to do that. Do you think they're going to get together? It crossed my mind in that moment. Because they're both gay? Yeah. Well, and Aaron's mourning, and they're both cute. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I would ship that. You'd ship that? Yeah. And he's kind of like, can I take your class? He's like, sure. So would they be Jaren? It was like, oh, I like Jaren. Or or, or Rezus. I like Jaren. Jaren? But they were like semi-flirty. I don't know. I think you're. Read, I think you're just reading into it because they're both gay on the show. No, he's like, can you teach me sometime? I don't know. I I thought a little flirt was happening. Okay. Uh, okay. So, oh, so can I tell you something else? Yes. So I didn't know if those spoilers were accurate that I saw on the Walking Dead site. You'd think they would be. I, you'd think they would be. So I wanted to know if anyone else knew about this. Oh my God, what did you so do? So I made the mistake. What did you do? I went on, I went on, I went <laughs> no. on I, I, don't do this, people. <laughs> oh, I went no. on Twitter and I put, I put, uh, what'd I say? Maggie eats cherry? Yeah. Right? I put in Maggie eats a cherry. And Daryl steps and, on a bug. Steps on a bug. And what I got was Daryl steps on a bug, Maggie eats a cherry, and uh, Ezekiel farts. Shut the front door. You got another spoiler? No! Was, you got yourself another spoiler? And it's, 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 it's floored me. So, no. I please don't look no. on Twitter. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, no. I was like, no, Ezekiel. You did so, this. So, I normally wouldn't have believed it, Ugh. except I know already that Maggie eats, uh, that, uh, Maggie eats a cherry and Daryl steps on a bug. Steps on a bug. So, Ezekiel farts. I'm like, no, Ezekiel farts. No! No! no. So I will explain all of these as they happen. My God, you ruined it for yourself next week. So two of them, I think, happened in episode two. Okay. Although I don't know because there could have been just a general spoiler warning for the season. Oh, so you don't think it was for that episode I specifically? Don't, I, I don't. I don't. I feel like. I feel like. Um, I feel like. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like. I feel like Maggie eats a cherry. And um, Daryl steps on a bug. Is are going to be are going to be episode two? I feel like yes. Okay. I don't know when um, uh, Ezekiel farts. Okay. But I have a pretty good idea what's gonna what's gonna be the cause oh, of boy. Ezekiel farting, <laughs> which I imagine will not be for a while. But I saw oh. it and I was like, 
Oh no! And by the way, it has nothing to do with Ezekiel. All right. I'm just, I just picked it, names. Just an right, example. Right, exactly. Right. No, I don't know. It's not Maggie to Cherry. Could have been somebody else, somebody else. Okay. In fact, it is. It's not Maggie. Okay. I'm just telling okay. you that Daryl's fine. He ate a bug. He was stepping on a bug. <laughs> it's not them. Okay. But I just watched, like, no. Oh, oh, no. So upsetting. So upsetting. Um, all right. So, uh, so there's that. So there's that. So okay. I just be careful, is what I'm saying. Watch out for spoilers. All right. So, uh, okay. So they're clearing the walkers out. Um, Daryl is riding his motorcycle with the bandana's face. He's mm-hmm. badass looking. He sees Jerry on the badly damaged bridge. Yeah, Jerry! Jerry. Never have enough Jerry. Uh, so they travel to downtown DC, which we later turned out was it was uh, partly DC, partly a building in Virginia, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Yes, it was an Atlanta building, uh, museum, or whatever. So you see the Capitol building in the background, all decayed, which they said was a tribute to uh, Logan's Run. And, oh, yeah, Greg Nicotero said that. Uh, what was the other thing they compared it to? Logan's Run and some of the post-apocalyptic thing. Thing Where you see the city, just, you know, whatever. Just, just, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll know by the time. Don't tweet don't, it. Don't, don't, don't tweet it. The walk is really effed up looking. That one with the, the, the mouth oh, hanging down was, was great. Oh, that was awesome. Mick and, Rick and Michonne are on horseback. We've seen this a bunch of times in all the yeah. trailers. With a bat and a sword. They're like, whoop. That was awesome. That was great. Uh, King Ezekiel Carroll, they're all on horses. Father Gabriel and some new long-haired dude, which they must have found along the way. Yeah. Uh, pulling a cart full of people. Um, Maggie, Enid, Cindy, they're all there. Cindy's hanging out with everybody now. Crazy. So, so that's good. It's a mishmash. It's a mishmash. Um, they're in like a little cart, which I thought was pretty cool. But they look like, um, did you think they look like, like an, it was like an old Western? Yeah, they were coming through and like getting a ride and like, it was like hanging little, back. It was like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Almost. Especially with Father Gabriel's hat. Yeah. Well, he looked like um like an old time. His eyes creeping me out, by the way. His eye is creeping me it's out. Creeping me out. But they had like it was like almost like the Flintstones, like with the little wheels on the yeah. cart. So, uh, by the way, did you like the new opening credits? Because that's what came next, the opening credits. Yeah, the font was all different, and yeah, it was like a uh, cartoon. Yeah, it was very different. And and it, did you notice in the opening credits there was a noose? Oh they showed the noose. yeah. Oh foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. All right, so they're all in the Ameri- an American History Museum in Washington, D.C., which we later found out was uh, Georgia. Uh, it's been ransacked. Uh, we get to see the uh, the creepy walker hands from the, the trailer. Oh, we yeah. We see the hands crawling. I look like a librarian. Yeah, uh, Rick acts that thing right in the head. Yeah. Uh, Michonne notices the plexiglass floor as, and, uh, in the middle of the room. Oof. And underneath it, it's filled with walkers. Of course it is. And if you notice, they were walking on a map of the United States. Yes. So I guess it was to show like America's infestation yeah. of walkers. Uh, a walker falls from a high floor balcony and is impaled when it lands on a spike right on the glass. I'm like, okay. I'm calling like 150th bullshit that it landed on the spike, but more importantly, that it landed on the glass, the uh, plexiglass yeah. that, uh, you know, was pretty sturdy, I guess, for a while. It had, I mean, yeah. That's a whole lot of people. People walked on it every day, right? Yeah. Okay. So we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, they uh, they head upstairs. Sadiq is attacked by a walker. Uh, this Ooh, was this was super creepy. This was super creepy. This was like horror movie ish. It really was. I've never seen in any season anything like this. And so the walker that was crawling Ooh. on the floor to get him had bugs crawling out of its eyes, and then a, gr- a giant spider All crawled spiders. out of its mouth. Yeah. And uh, apparently Greg Nicotero talked on uh, Talking Dead, and he said he happens to hate spiders. And they were like, you're the king of like horror. Yeah, like, and he hates spiders. I, he's a hate spiders. 
Well, it was interesting because they said it was all CGI. Yeah. And then he's like, I wanted the mama spider to come out his mouth. Right, but they, they CGI'd it because he didn't want to like see it. like a tarantula. It. Yeah, exactly. Blech. So he escapes, of course. They kill it. Uh, th- there's a great scene with the human evolution wall. Oh, that was so clever. Very clever. So it showed like, you know, Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal and the yeah. humans and... Yeah. And so they... Uh, was it Gabriel? Yeah, Gabriel gives a little whistle. Yeah, and he kills a walker right where the next step of evolution would be. So it looks like... Death. Which on in, in memoriam they called de-evolution. Yeah. It was the de-evolution walker. And it kind of just hung there. <laughs> right. Uh, and then Anne walks up next to him. So that's Janus, Janus. by the way. Who Her hair to... looks so different. And she's and... apparently normal now. Yeah, she's not yeah. normal. Enough from the up, up, up. Yeah, right. the up, up, up. Uh, Cindy uh, sees a canoe and she reflects with Daryl about her brother and they had a canoe and they had a fight. And he's like, yeah, I had my brother too. We used to fight and I lost my brother. This is where Daryl starts talking. Yeah, Daryl's talking. He's not he's just talking. grunting in the wood. He's word. like, yeah, so uh, yeah, so a little, little tribute to Merle there. Uh, so they go into a room. Rick starts opening up filing cabinets with a ton of seeds. And uh, they're like, Ann, you were right. And she says, well, I remember they kept seeds there from when I was a teacher back in the day. Yeah, she's like, I took my class here. I took my class here. So she was a teacher? She's Jadis. Yeah. Sure. So much so to I learn. I that was very cool. And I didn't know her name was Ann. Yeah. Uh, Maggie tells Carol and Michonne that Gregory called for an election and lost, but he's being weirdly nice about it. Mm. So they had an election and Maggie won. Suspicious. Michonne sees a, uh, she goes, oh, she says, I never thought the rebirth of democracy would be with that guy. Oh, yeah. That there'd be a vote. (laughs) And Carol says, democracy, I live with a king, which I thought was pretty funny. Michonne sees a poster about the conflicts that shaped our nation. Which sort of gives her the idea that we should have a document or yeah. some kind of thing, which she calls a charter. Yeah. I'm coughing up a storm, which is why I keep turning my microphone off. I still have that cough. I know. It's bad. It is bad. Thanks. Do you need water? Uh, no, I'm good. They find a plow, and Maggie's like, oh, we'll use the plow as a template. We'll have the blacksmith make more plows. Yeah. Which we find out later won't be that easy because they break the plow, and then the blacksmith ends up in jail. Uh, yeah, he yeah. does. Broken to pieces. All right, so Rick and his group were trying to lower the giant wagon down the steps. So I guess they were like, oh, let's take that wagon. God, that was, looked heavy. Which is a museum piece. And then, it, you know, they bang it onto the glass floor. Oof. Conveniently located at the bottom of the staircase. Of course. Of course. The floor is cracking from the wheels that are turning on it. Um, they carry the canoe and then the plow. And then Ezekiel falls through, but it's hanging from his rope. Just high enough that he can fight them off. Just high enough that they- Just high enough. If that rope was three inches longer, he'd oh, be dead. dead. Uh, of course, they save him, and he kisses Cal right on the mouth. I'm like, oh, like, oh, hello. They're all together. There it is. They're all together. There uh, it is. Let's read some uh, some bullshit now. Hold on. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, Lonnie had some other bullshit. We'll get to his in a minute. Uh, Tracy Loretto says, nine-tenths bullshit- for a King Ezekiel being an idiot on the glass floor. Wow, nine-tenths. Nine-tenths. Wow. Tanya says, I think last night's premiere was awesome and very well done. The perfect mix of action, cool zombies, and storytelling. She wrote, hashtag zero bullshit. Mm. Chris, at CMAT710, says, already calling BS on the glass breaking. It wouldn't. Uh, that glass would be strong enough to hold a person in every square foot of it, jumping up and down. Marcus Cheney says... BS on the glass shattering. I'm pretty sure I don't need to explain that one. Okay, so I wrote back, well, you know, the cart may have uh, weakened it a little bit. That's what I think. I think the cart weakened it. And, like, it's so heavy with the metals, way more than human, and a lot more, 
weight in one spot than a person would be. Right. So I wrote back, don't forget the walker that fell on it. Years of decay. Yeah. The wagon it, it, scratched it. it the yeah, wagon cracked it's it. It's worn. You know, so I said, maybe one-tenth bullshit. Not maybe. nine. Nine-tenths is right. a lot. So then Marcus wrote, first, that floor would be either plexiglass or at least three inches thick. It has to endure years of, of a crap ton of people walking on it. Uh, in a in a you know in that building, it would be made to last, so there's no risk of falling through. It would be strong enough to hold a truck. I no. would have thought it was going to be more plexiglass and a lot thicker, but yeah, I would have thought it was plexiglass where it wouldn't crack. Yeah, you know. So uh, we're gonna give a uh, plot bullshit there because yeah, ultimately, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it shouldn't have been breakable glass. Yeah, but it made for a good scene. It, oh yeah, plus it was worn down and yeah. All right. So they carry the canoe, they carry everything out, um, and it looks like a western. They're like saddling up and getting ready to go out. Ropes and, and there ties. are there are no. They're supposed to be Washington D.C. There are no people there. None. Like none. They all went for the hills. Where they go? I don't know where they went. None of them are living in the museum for safety. Like there's just no. Well, you kind of saw remnants of sleeping bags and blood splatter, and just like people were there, but they're not anymore. Yep. Uh, we're back on the road now. They're heading back to uh, to home. And you'll see that the uh, the street sign or the road sign has a D on it. No, Route yeah. B had a B on it. A B. It, which they later referenced that there's a Route B, A, B, C, and D, because that's how they know their roads now. Mm-hmm. They made their roads. That's their paths. That's what they got to do. It's easier for them to say. So they're on Route B, and then uh, there's a walker, and Daryl throws a spear right through the, the, the walker's head. Yeah. Because they, they don't have the bullets anymore, because they use them all by missing each other in the war. Oh, Lord. Um, they referred to that walker in the end memoriam as spear eye for the dead guy. I laughed out loud at that. I, that, I, I thought be, that was really I want to commend the guy or the woman or the people that write those. The, the name creators for the memoriam are very funny. They should have him make the uh, the trailers because trailer editor guy sucks. <laughs> he does. All right. So um, Aiden asks Ken if his dad will take on another apprentice. So Aiden, Ken is the blacksmith's son, mm-hmm. which we learn later on. He says, yeah, you know, I shoot the horses. So, obviously, like, he has a bomb with the horses. Sweet. King Ezekiel asks Carol to marry him. I cried. And you, you know she's not. She's like. I know she wasn't going to say yes, you know, but she's he was like, just she's so like, cute. She's like June. I know. April. Uh, on, June, April. Right, no, what's Laura, her name? Laura. June. June. And Naomi. And Naomi. Well, she's not going to settle down. But she, But he was just so cute. And she says, it's not the time, not on a horse. He says, I love you and I always will. I love what she's like, and I told you not to ask me after a thing like this. Right. <laughs> so the bridge is out. They don't know why. They're like, maybe walkers did it. We don't know why the bridge is out. Pretty sure I know why it's out. You do. Yes, I just gave you a hint. <laughs> uh, they have to go a different way. Of course. Didn't we talk about this? There's always something in the road. Oh, yeah. There's always, yeah. Yes. Whatever you're going to do is a tree, there's a pile of walkers, a car broken down. In this case, there's a bridge. They have to go, no kidding. They have to go mm-hmm. a different way. They should just go, hey, we're heading home. Which way do you want to go other than the way we want to go? Because you know something's going to be Because you wrong. know we can't go that way. Right. So then, of course, there's too much mud for the horses to pull the wagons. Lonnie called bullshit. Oh, yeah, he did. Lonnie said, bullshit. Why would you Why would you trade in two horsepower for 20 people that don't have the power of two horses? That's true. Just push the wagon and help the horses. Yeah. Help that, the yeah. horses. Yes. He, called, he called, uh, called partial bullshit on that. But he said um, he was trying to be vague. His, his exact tweet was calling BS on decision to swap human power for horsepower. But he didn't say what because he didn't want to ruin it for me because yeah. I hadn't watched it. Uh, a, ho- a, ho- uh, a herd of walkers <laughs> uh, what was that? comes up and huh? uh, Daryl and Michonne kill the ones 
that are close, and they're like, we got to go. There's too many walkers There's coming. There's a lot coming. So they're like, leave the wagon, and then the horse is tied to the wagon. They just leave it. Let's get out of here. So sad. So here's the thing. They ran because they didn't want to take out the herd. But there was so many humans, they could have taken out the herd. They, this is not. This was small doings for them. They could have totally done it. Which I'm going to reference in about 30 seconds. Okay. So, of course, Ken goes back. I got to free the horse. <laughs> Now, you know what's going to happen, because in the trailer... Of course you know, because trailer guy... Trailer guy, F, well, or they deliberately put that in. You know he's going to get his arm bitten. Yeah. So, of course, he goes to take fix the horse, and a walker bites him. Now, when the walker's coming up at him, why wasn't Daryl shooting a bolt or something? You would, they were all watching him do it. Somebody could have stepped in. Should have, like, seen the walker Oh, no, coming. Well, actually, Daryl only had a little knife on him. Okay, but still yell, look out. Or watch out. Or run, or, or kill the thing like they always save everybody else. Yeah. So here's the here's where you know your life sucks. <laughs> the, the walker is biting him, and then one of his horses kicks him in the chest. <laughs> You're like, I think I can survive the bone. <laughs> that's like that's like <laughs> you get that's hit by a car F-U. and then a piano oh, falls on your head. Oh no, that's so awful. How that's did bad. I miss that? Well, when they took his shirt off, he had the horseshoe oh, print on his I, belly. I, I was wondering. That, I, think, does, I thought he was an Indianapolis Colts fan. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I think the scene happened so fast. I was like, oh, my God. And then oh, I missed no, the horse. No, the horse kicked him. I need him. to go back. That's actually freaking hilarious. So they try to save him. They don't Jesus. cut his arm off. I guess. I don't know. They didn't. Maybe probably because they think his lungs are collapsed. Who knows? Maybe the, his internals were bad because they horse kicked him. In the, they probably should have said we, it's too late. He died from the horse kicking him. That's what they sorry. They should have just told the parents except the bite in the arm. Right. Anyway, they tell the parents, Earl, it's Earl Sutton and Tammy Sutton, and the mother's pissed. Mama is mad. She's angry that you took them for the supplies that were going to the sanctuary anyway. And she's like, Earl, you gotta do something. And he's like, I can't do anything. I'm helpless. Yeah, it was and then she's crying and So the the mother tells Maggie, I voted for you, but Gregory always puts the hilltop first. She's like, We are not friends, Maggie Ree. Maggie Ree. She said, the saviors, they take everything we bleed for. My son is dead, and your son doesn't have a father. Like, basically, like, you're a jinx, Maggie. You're a loser. Ouch. Uh, Aiden? um, Dante? What was it? Dante. Right. He's Dante? Yeah. Right, he's not Aiden. He's Dante. Yeah. Oh, so- He uh, was singing. Right. No, he's Al. 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 Yes. Oh, yeah, he was Dante in the comics. Right. So, we call him Al Dante. Al Dante. It's been a while. Al Dante. So, Al Dante sings an old Irish song at Ken's funeral. I like that scene. Yes, Maggie's on a terrace with with baby Herschel. Oh, baby Herschel. She doesn't want to come down to the funeral because well, she's she does, not invited. Not invited. Mama said she's not welcome. You are not welcome. Uh, back at the sanctuary, Daryl and Rick enter, and they're like, "Rick Grimes is here. That's the man who ended the war." The God famous, bless this man. God bless you, Rick Grimes. Uh, Eugene is there with a list of things that need to be fixed oh, and Eugene. figured out, and he's like, "Not now, Eugene. Not now, you dumbass." And his mullet's gone. Yeah, it is. He looks better. He's got the ponytail thing Everyone happening. Everyone had a haircut. Rick, Gregory, uh, Eugene. No, Eugene didn't have a haircut. He's growing it into a ponytail. He I braided thought... it. How did I miss that? Oh, I thought he cut it off. No, it's he's got the braid. Oh, ew, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tatneck uh, Laura tells Daryl that uh, she says, we just went on a big supply run. You should let everybody know. And he says, I ain't getting up on stage. Give a speech like him. Mm. By him, of course, he Meaning means Negan. Michonne points out graffiti on the wall that says, Savior, save us, and we are still Negan. That's sick. Daryl tells Savior Justin to clean it up, and he says, with what? Figure says, it out. He says, paint over it. We just used up all the paint. He goes, well, figure it out. 
Justin, by the way, in the trailer is the guy that pushes someone on the bridge. Mm. And then Daryl gets into a fight with on the bridge and then in well, the woods. Justin looks a little feisty and a little sassy. He does. So. So it's possible Justin is partly Negan. Uh, I see that. Uh, Gre- Maybe that's why he picked him and cleaned it up. Yeah. Gregory gives a eulogy about Ken. Big kiss ass. He looked like he had a haircut. Yeah. By the way, if you see the scenes for next week, it looks like a lot happens next week. It looks like another good episode. Well, well I don't want to jump Maggie ahead. Maggie eats a cherry and Daryl steps in a bug. Daryl steps in a bug, yeah. Uh, let's see. Jesus tells Gregory that his eulogy was beautiful. And Gregory says, uh, this kind of thing makes you think about what you have and what you've lost. He says, I'm grateful for where I am. I knew right there he was so full of shit. Full of shit. Full of shit. Uh, the saviors tell Rick they need help. And Rick says, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you seeds that we got. And we're going to give you the help you need. And he goes, bless you, Rick Grimes. Bless you. And they all start clapping. Yeah. And Daryl is triggered. Yeah, he's like, uh oh, this is looking like a lot like Negan again. And then uh, Rick kind of realizes, and he's like, uh-huh, okay, and he just kind of walks away. So they walk away, and Daryl tells Rick he doesn't want to be with the, he doesn't want to be one of the ones leading these people. He said, inside these walls, he goes, I'm better out there. He says, but you kept these people together, and he says, nothing's going to grow here. It's a factory. The bridges are out. We can't make enough gas. The runs are going to be too far soon. And uh, he says, when it was just a small group. We had it. We, we we were better that way. Aww. Now we're all over the place. We're in different communities. Yeah, no one's living together. Sad. So then Rick says to him, "Well, if you want to come back to Alexandria, I'm going to need someone to take your place." And he says, "Oh, a nephew. I want to go back to Hilltop with Maggie. Take care of her." Oops, that's not good. Ouch. Let me go back to Hilltop. That's like yeah. Now I'm going to go with Maggie. So he has a real problem with Rick and everything Rick mm-hmm. is doing. And plus Negan's there at Alexandria. So he says, well, someone's got to take your place. And if you notice, you see Carol at the bottom of the steps. You heard the whole thing. Yep. Uh, he says, look, Rosita and Eugene are headed to Oceanside. Now, we saw in the original sneak peek trailer that Rosita and Eugene are attacked by a herd. And it's the whisperers because they hear them saying, oh, know, yeah. Uh, where, did, where did they go? Where are they? Yeah. And right? they're kind of slid down. Oh, they go, where are they? By the way, since that trailer came out, they made that line much louder. Really? Yeah, because it used to be... You could, I couldn't make it out. Like that. Yeah. And now it's like, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, where are they? Yo, did you see that, man? I'm looking for them. <laughs> I think they're over here. Right. So whatever. So those two going off on a run to Oceanside, for whatever reason, yeah. is most likely where they're going to run into the Whisperers. Uh, Maggie, he says, Maggie's sending food but no people. And Rick says, we're not together because things have changed. And, and Daryl says, the thing is... You changed them, Rick. So he's like, yeah, ass, this is your fault. (laughs) Your doings. Back at the hilltop, Gregory gets Tammy drunk uh, and Earl. And And Earl was sober for how many years? Right. Did he say he was sober? Yeah. No, he says he didn't drink. Tammy right. did turn it down because he says, no, he's sober. Right. And then he goes, no, go ahead, honey. And she drinks. Right. And he walks away because he's an alcoholic. Right. And then, and then uh, that piece of shit. Yeah, Gregory. Sorry. Walks I'm in. Angry. As Earl puts it in bed and he's like, uh, he's I'll, getting I'll stay. all liquored up. He liquors, he liquors them both up. Uh, she back, passed out. She passed out. And then he starts to drink again. Hmm. Uh, back at the sanctuary, Daryl is smoking. Carol walks up, takes the cigarette, puts it out, and says, Those things will kill you. That was hilarious. Because she normally would smoke every once in a while. But I guess now she's looking out for him. Uh, she says uh, King Ezekiel snores, and he says, does he sleep fancy too? Or, or is he, and then he goes, you know what, he's okay, he's just a little corny. And she says, you know, corny's good after all this. 
Like after with all that's Ed, going on. Yeah. She's like, after Ed, Corny's nice. And I agree with that. Because yeah. Ed was a. Mm, and yeah. she and Daryl says, I just want you to be happy. And Carol says, I want to take over here for you. He says, King Ezekiel asked me to marry him. I said, no, uh, I want to take my time and help out. Yeah. And then she puts her head on him and they cuddle. I thought that was cute. And so um, Yvette Nicole Brown tweeted out that she's still team Carol. C-A-R-Y-L. In other words, Carol and Daryl. Oh, that's cute. And then there was an article that came out that said there's still a possibility. that That's not dead yet. Hmm. But for that to happen, you know, I don't want to think about it. Mm, that would be bad. Because she's not going to break up with King Ezekiel. I don't so think she, she's smitten. Right. So hopefully the king doesn't, you know, I don't want the king to die. I don't want him to die either. Exactly. So who knows if they'll ever end up together or not or how far in the future that will be. Uh, at the hilltop, Earl tells Gregory, my son didn't need to be out there. Something needs to be done. And then Gregory says, the election was rigged. Her pal Jesus counted the votes. Hmm. People aren't happy, but they'll do whatever her pal Rick tells them to do. And Earl says, we can't do a hell of a lot about it. She makes the decisions. And he says, like the decision that got your boy into the ground. Oh, boy. I'm angry. I'm angry about your boy being treated like the price of Hilltop doing someone else's business. He's just he's just feeding them in to get them angry. Oh, totally. He's give he's a crap about the kids. Liquor him up, get him worked right. up. Right. And Gregory, and so Errol says, she's the leader. And he says, she doesn't need to be. Oh, boy. Did you see the commercial that ran at that point? Bad news bears. For uh, the Walking Dead Our World video game? I saw part of it. It was Abraham and Eugene sitting, right? Yes, yes. And Abraham says, just because I got Lucille doesn't mean I can't do anything. (laughs) I thought it was very funny. Uh, Back at Alexandria, Rick getting into bed with Michonne. And she says, oh, the famous Rick Grimes. Saucy. She says, seeing his name on the wall, meaning Negan, did we do the right thing letting him live? And Rick says... They don't want him back. They just want food. Like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what he thinks. She says, maybe we need an agreement between all the communities. Uh, th- uh, this is how we treat each other kind of document. Charter. And she says, good. He's, Rick says, good idea. Daryl says he feels things are breaking down. And Michonne says, well, if he's worried, there's a reason. So Rick says, well, what do we do about it? We need to fix that bridge. She says, I'll have some, uh, something everyone can sign, a charter tomorrow. And he says... How'd I get so lucky finding you? And she says, she says, we both lost enough. Don't you think we deserve a little winning? Yeah, you got four episodes left, honey. <laughs> He's leaving in episode five. That's not a spoiler. Uh, back at the hilltop, Maggie's pushing a stroller at night. I'm not I sure. guess the kid couldn't sleep or something. Push him around the attic. I mean, the, 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 the porch. Attic. <laughs> the porch or the flino. Yeah. So Gregory's outside and he goes, tough night? She says, yes, thank you. Uh, He says, I know this hasn't been easy for you. And she says, it's hard not knowing what your place is, but you can have one if you want, which is condescending. She's like, you know, I know it's hard for you not knowing what you do here because you're a little lost. But then she says, you know what? If you want a place in this, I'll give you a place. And he goes, oh, uh, by the way, it looks like somebody defaced Glenn's grave. Probably kids or someone who was angry. Anyway, good night. Which should have been a red flag. Like, uh, yeah. Wouldn't you have said something earlier? And what's the point of telling her at night? Yeah, why would you tell her right now? Because you know she's going to run so over there. Maggie's a bright woman. She takes the bait. She's I think go. she got, it was just one of those, like, she didn't even think. She was like, what? And so upset, she just went. Yeah, that's when a hooded man, a hooded man without a knife, he's the blacksmith. Why wouldn't he have a knife? I didn't know who the hell it was at first. I'm like, what right, the in, hell? Okay, in retrospect, you know yeah, it was the blacksmith, yeah, right? Yes. It was Earl. Why didn't he have like a shoehorn? Why wouldn't you hit her over the head with something? Yeah, a metal thing. I don't understand. Even Gregory had a knife on him. 
Anyway, he jumps Maggie, knocks over the stroller. Now, why would you do that if she had a baby? Baby Herschel went flying. You're a father who just lost his son. Why would you why would knock you over a baby? Str- I didn't understand that. It would, that was messed up. Herschel falls out. Enid comes to help. Uh, the hooded guy, who it's Earl. Earl knocks her down. She hits her head on a cinder block. She's out cold. Al Dante comes to save her. Um, and they realize it's it's Earl. It's, Earl. it's like it's old man Earl the blacksmith, like Scooby Doo. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, old man Earl. <laughs> <Earl. laughs> yeah, that the way they took the hood off was like it's it's old man Earl. <laughs> it's Farmer Steve. <laughs> oh my god! It's Earl the blacksmith. It was so Scooby Doo. It that really moment. was. Yeah, <laughs> a ghost. <laughs> So she busts into Gregory's room. At this point, she knows it's Gregory. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, my God. I was so mad. And again, why wouldn't Gregory want to help kill her? If like I know you wanted him to do it. Because he's a chicken shit. I know you wanted him to do it. Yeah. But then give him a weapon to do it. Oh, I, I would have went in right there, and I would have fucking killed him right there. So Explicit. her face is bleeding. He's like, Maggie, you okay? She, she says, you're too chicken to murder someone yourself. He says, I built Hilltop. You're nothing but Rick's lackey. So uh, that pissed her off. Uh, he says, yeah. he ended the war. You don't care about all the stupid shit you did, don't you? And she, he says, no, because I'm still here. Oh, my God. He says, and you got their son killed. Then he tries to stab her. and uh, he. Oh, my God. And then he's like, I'm going to just say I was attacked. Self-defense. Hey, you don't need to sell us to the, TV, to the people watching the show. We know what you're going to tell them. Yeah. Worry about the fight. That's kind of silly. We know, like, you don't, you know, I'm going to tell them it's self-defense. Just kill her first. You tell her that as she's dying on the floor. Yeah. You don't tell her that as you're, she's holding as, your- As I'm about to do it, yeah. Like, she's holding your arm. For, you can't stab her. You're like, I'm going to say it's self-defense. You're not going to say anything because she's going to kill you. <laughs> That's stupid writing. Uh, anyway, so she wins the fight. She puts the knife to his throat. That's the end of it. Uh, back at the sanctuary, Carol tells King Ezekiel to say goodbye to Henry. And uh, I'll see you both soon. I'm not running away. He's like, it seems like you're running away. <laughs> He said, look, my friends need help, so I'll be here for a little while. But it's cute. She's like, I'm looking forward to a home. I have a home I want. I'm looking forward to come back. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, (laughs) Daryl, Rick, and Michonne arrive at Hilltop. Maggie greets them with a bruised face. Mick and Rick go on the porch. This is where I tuned in on the episode previously, so I've seen this twice now. Uh, He asks her to come visit Alexandria. He says, you know, you haven't been there. Judith barely remembers who you are. You're, You're Aunt Maggie. And she says, you know, I can't. And he says, look, Sanctuary needs food, and they need people to fix the bridge. Hilltop is thriving because of you. You've been generous, but I'm asking you for more. If you'll stretch. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you're begging Maggie? Like, you're Rick Grimes. I know she's in charge of Hilltop, but really, you're in charge of everything. But you just, yeah, you're the main, main guy, and you just got all those seeds and stuff. The fact that you that they're so, the gardening community doesn't mean you should have to beg them for, for, for food. No. You should be like, listen, we need food at the sanctuary. Yeah. So, she says... If my people want to work building the bridge, they can, but no more food for nothing. They're going to build the bridge, provide the manpower, and send over fuel for my tractors that they're making with the corn. <clears throat> he says, Sanctuary's barely making it now. We're obliged to help them. And this is where she gets badass. She says, why? They surrendered. We didn't kill them. That's it. I can't solve all their problems. It has to stop. You told me that soon you'd be the one to follow me before the war, but you didn't because I wasn't someone to follow. That changes now. Damn. Yeah, then she goes, it'll be dark soon. It's time to put the children to bed. Which I felt like she meant Rick. <coughs> like a boss. She was like a boss. Now, here's what I'm worried about. When Maggie 
when Maggie, when Madison became badass Madison on Fear the Walking mm-hmm. Dead, they killed her. Now they're making they're making Maggie badass Maggie. Oh jeez! And I feel like well, well we know she she's leaving. Leaving. Why can't they make him badass and keep them? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Michonne's badass. Don't get I mean, wrong. yeah, she is. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, it's nighttime now. Maggie tells her people she doesn't want to do this, but at Hilltop, the punishment fits the crime. This is mostly out of the comic books. Maggie's speech and everything. Yeah. Is- Right out there. Uh, Earl's hands are tied up like he's uh, he's been arrested and he may be next. And Maggie says to Gregory, any final words? He's up on the horse with the noose around his neck. And he's like, somebody stop this. Killing me in the dead of night because you're ashamed. And she says, you're wrong. I'm not ashamed. And she nods to Daryl who moves towards the horse. Mm. And then Michonne sees the two kids walking up. Like, get back in bed. Yeah. Get back in the house, Carl. God. She says, Maggie, don't. And Because she's like, don't want the kids to see the yeah. hanging. And Daryl slaps the horse. Gregory starts, uh, he drops and starts choking. Yep. And Maggie says, again, right out of the comics, this isn't the start of something, it's the end. And Gregory's swinging, everyone's looking on. You can see his shadow going across everyone's faces. Yes, you can see it swinging. Oh, God. And then she says, cut him down. Now, for a second, did you think he might still be alive? Oh, no. When I just saw him, the shadow kept swinging like three times. I I thought he was dead. I thought she figured he was still like. (laughs) No, he was gone. And then she teaches him a valuable lesson. But well, I, that'd but, okay. be some lesson. So here's the, here's where I, here's where it's not a spoiler because it's after the fact. So we have a, a a friend here named David. David last year, if you remember, we interviewed Xander Berkeley for the um. Uh, oh the, yes, right the uh, the Carney Awards. Yes, wow, in honor, memory. Of, in honor of Art Carney. Yeah, they do it every year. It's to honor the actors that you see them in everything, but you don't know exactly who what their name is. Mm-hmm. And Xander Berkeley's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's in everything. And you go, oh, there's that guy from 24. There's that guy from Terminator 2. And so he was honored as a Carney Award winner. Well, David says to me last week, hey, I ran into Xander Berkeley on the subway. Huh? Oh, really? How's he doing? Oh, he's great. So uh, he says to me, he says he just finished rapping for the season. So I said, what? He says, yeah, he just finished the whole season. He just finished the season. He's huh? done He's done rap. Huh? He, he rapped. So I said, well, don't, that's a spoiler. Don't tell me that. I don't want to know he lives the whole season because I'm under the impression at some point they're going to hang him. Yeah. You know, later in the season. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> so now I think he was either jerking me around or Xander lied to him. Oh, yeah. Could be just be like, oh, you know. Or maybe he filmed a flashback scene. Like maybe he filmed something at the end of the year. Could be. You know? But I thought, nope, Xander. So that's why when I... When the episode ended, they said cut him down. Oh, that's why you thought. Well, then I could I could see for that. A, for a split second, they show him drop, but they don't show him like laying there dead. Yeah. So you don't know if he's alive or not. They really didn't make it obvious, obvious to me. Mm. And knowing or thinking that he was going to survive the whole season, like, oh, he's clearly not dead. She yeah. said cut him down. Like cut him down like before he dies. Yeah. But no, he's dead. No, he's dead. He's dead. Okay. So that's how the the comic book ended. And that's how the show ended, with her saying, cut him down. Uh, scenes for next week. They're all building the bridge back. Rick says to Daryl, I don't like it either, but we're all on the same side. And Daryl goes, are we, though? Mm-hmm. And Rick says, you tell me. Oh, damn. Oh. Michonne says, we need to start making some rules. A herd attacks them. Uh, Aaron saves someone from falling logs. A fight on the bridge between Daryl and Savior Justin. Daryl and Savior Justin fighting in the woods. 
by the tents? Justin's bad news. Uh, Al Dante says to Rick, they work for you because you protect them. Who does that sound like? Mm-hmm. Rick goes to visit Negan in his cell, and Negan says, you're not saving the world. You're just getting, getting ready, ready for, for me. me. Talking Dead. Uh, glad to have it back great with episode. the great episode. Uh, Norman Reedus, Melissa McBride, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, and Greg Angela, Nicotero. Angela Kang and Greg Nicotero. By the way, except for Greg, all the people that were at the Paley Center. Yes. Uh, Norman Reedus. Oh, uh, Norman Reedus says, Scott M. Gimple told me I would talk again. Yeah. So there was that reference. That was funny. Uh, they all agreed the new Negan is awesome, deep, really interesting. The in memoriam uh, was Stick the Landing Walker, was the walker that landed on the stick. Mm-hmm. Spear Eye for the Dead Guy we talked Cat about. That was great. Uh, oh, did you see the Daryl t shirt? Yes. At shopthewalkingdead.com. Very you, you buy cool. it? Did you buy it yet? Did you buy it? No, I want to be in the audience where everyone gets a prize. All right. Um, and so uh, here are the. Then they showed another scene for next week. Uh, giant herd of walkers that Tara sees on the uh, oh, binoculars. God. Which I'm assuming might be some whispers. It's a big herd. Oh. Uh, Al Dante tells Rick that the saviors that, that walked off the bridge repair have not been seen since. Uh-oh. So a bunch of walkers, I'm sorry, a bunch of saviors left. Disappeared. And they have not come back to the sanctuary yet. And he says, well, maybe, you know, uh, maybe they just, who knows? And he goes, some of them had families. One guy had a new kid. So why he, would they leave? And, he's, and so Al says, and they don't have guns. We don't give the saviors any guns. And they're all worried. Yeah. They're worried being out here. And Rick says, I'll protect them. And that's when he says, again, they showed the clip, they work for you because you protect them. Who does that sound like? Yeah. Tara on the walkie-talkie says, the se- now they were trying to lead the walkers away by having a siren, one siren go off and then them turn. Yeah. And another siren turns them again. Yes. She says, the second siren didn't go, go off. off. The herd is heading right into the crew. Oh, God. That's heading right the to the bridge. Right to the bridge. So we don't, we don't know who turned the siren off. Maybe it was the whispers. Maybe it just didn't work. Yeah. So, uh, that's that. Um, that's our episode. But before we leave, uh, we'll, of course, we'll shut the shit down. Okay. But after we shut the shit down, uh, I'm putting the audio of our interview with Scott Wilson, who passed away this weekend mm-hmm. at 76 from leukemia. Uh, if you didn't go back, I think it was episode 89. It was a big interview episode. We, yeah. we interviewed six people or three people in two, two episodes. I retweeted it. But if you want to hear Scott, when he was on our show, how sweet he was. That's what you're going to hear after we shut this shit down uh, attached to this interview. So thank you for listening. Thank you. And uh, enjoy episode two. And remember, uh, Maggie eats a cherry and uh, Daryl steps on a bug. And uh, Ezekiel farts. Ezekiel farts at some point during the season. <laughs> All right, it's time. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. It could be Scott. Scott? Hello? Uh, hello, yes. This is Scott Wilson. Oh, How oh are you? my God. Scott voice? Wilson. Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> Hi, well, I'm sorry. I'm well, a little bit late. So that's okay. That's okay. Just, La- last we saw you, you had one foot and no one head. Foot, no head. So, right. so what's five minutes? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me give you a little. Let me give you a little intro music, and now we'll officially welcome you to the show. Hold on. Here we go. What the rules are. All right. Well, I'm David Brody, and this is Jamie. Say hi, Jamie. Hi, Scott. Scott, we are very... Hi. How, how are you guys? We Good. are so excited to talk to you. Yeah, it well, took... It's... Go ahead. Yeah. It took Walker Stalker Con in New Jersey this weekend <laughs> to get you on the phone. We're very excited. We're going to be there. 
And so uh, we're excited to hopefully maybe meet you, get some pictures, hear yes. you talk on the panel. Are you in town yet? I'm in town. I just came in from uh, from England. I was in Wales and then England, and now I'm here. Were you in England looking for more actors for The Walking Dead? <laughs> That's it. Looking on a recruiting tour. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Everybody's British, so, you know. So yeah, but they, they are certainly great. What a wonderful cast. Oh, I, absolutely. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have been more fortunate working with the with the uh, cast that, that I worked with when I was there. Well, they're, you're, they're you're, you're not British. You're uh, originally from Georgia, which must have been nice filming a show in your home state. Yes, but you know, Georgia was founded by people who had been in debtor's prison in England. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so you had a choice. You could either go to the New World as indentured servants, or you could stay in prison in England. I think my ancestors said, let's go to the New World, whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Well, they found a nice hot spot to land in. <laughs> right. Now, listen, you, you, you have, Scott, you, of course, everybody who listens to our podcast knows you played Herschel Green on The Walking Dead. And uh, you've been off the show now for three years since, since the governor unfortunately killed you. Spoiler. Um, did you ever think when you signed up for the show that for the rest of your life you'll be able to go to uh, conventions and still um, embrace the show and be loved by the fans forever? Well, you know, it's amazing. I've been acting 56 years. Wow. And now I'm Herschel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, we we were talking to Xander Berkeley last week, and he has his IMDb credits are like 230, and right. he's still most recognized. He probably feels like for the rest of his and life Gregory. for the walk for the Walking Dead. I mean, yeah. you, you've been. I looked at your IMDb page today. I mean, I've seen a lot of the movies you've been in. I mean, just right. epic films, but not that have conventions. No, so, not to have conventions. But but I've had I've had a blessed career. I've had oh. worked with, with wonderful people, wonderful directors and writers and actors, and, and that goes through uh, The Walking Dead. It's just just a, a blessing for anyone who has the opportunity to work on that show. Everybody it's, says that. You, you know, you, you, everybody we interview, every time we watch Talking Dead or listen, watch any interviews, the, yeah. the camaraderie on that show, considering that the cast changes uh, a fair amount, yeah. it's like they yeah. only hire nice people. There's no scandals. Nobody does the show and says, I hated working there. It's so true. They aren't. I mean, if they are, they get rid of them. Look what happened to me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, listen, your family's not doing well on the show. Thank God for Maggie Green. Uh, but we uh, we interviewed Emily Kinney a couple of times over the past month. What a sweetheart. But she just yeah. raves about you uh, and how well, much she loves you. Yeah, she's wonderful. She she and both my daughters, both my girls are oh. and and my son-in-law Glenn. Oh, right, a moment of silence for was it was it hard for you to watch? I don't know if you watched it, but did you watch uh the season 7 premiere? I did. Oh, it's tough to watch. Yeah, it was tough, tough for to us watch. too. Yeah, yeah, to to watch uh, your son-in-law get banged like that. And it was oh. a tough 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 show. Yeah. Tough show. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough for the fans. Uh, you know, you you knew the you knew Stephen Yoon, of course, and uh, all the players. For us, it was heart wrenching. I mean, Glenn was such an emotional part of the show. He was from the beginning, and he was just the he was the sweet yeah. kid who had a nice outlook on things. We were just yeah. talking to yeah. uh, Cooper Andrews, who plays Jerry, that he was the heart and soul. He was the right. you know the emotional part, and so it was. I'm assuming it was tough for you as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. It, it certainly was. Um, it's still tough for me to watch the, the show, and even with people that I didn't work with, I right. see them uh. go, "No, oh, no, 
<laughs> now, are there people on the show that you worked with that you're surprised are still on the show? Like you thought maybe by now they'd be dead? Mm, you know, I never tried to prejudge that. I, <laughs> okay. I, I know when I, I had a feeling before they told me that I was going to be gone because they were giving my character too much to do. I was becoming proactive as opposed to reactive. Right. And, and, uh, well, you never want to be, you never want to be the sensible, sensible one on the show. As soon as, as soon as you're the one who talks with a brain, the moral compass, compass, they always joke. Once you're the moral compass, you're dead. (laughs) Right. But it was fun. I, I, I knew it was, I knew instinctively that it was going to happen. And so it didn't really surprise me when they did take me off. Right. But it was, Totally fun while it was there, and everyone there it ultimately is going to be gone. So, well, hopefully, some of them make it to the end, but you never know. Uh, but you did get to reprise your role as Herschel on Robot Chicken uh, on well, Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> did you dance when I started doing my call? Of course. <laughs> okay. So, if, right. if you don't know what we're talking about, Robot Chicken is a hilarious claymation show, and they did a whole Walking Dead episode, which we talked about, and almost everyone from the original cast Pretty re- brilliant. did their did their uh, their roles again. So that was fantastic. We, we were very happy that you were a part of that as well. Yeah, um, and I called a barn dance in the show. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is probably a question you can't answer, but we've asked Emily Kinney, uh, and you said you still watch the show on occasion. Have you noticed that Beth Green? Never mentions her sister being dead. You she mean Maggie. 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 I'm saying Maggie. Lauren, Lauren yeah. Cohan. Never mentions her sister. She mentions you. She mentions Glenn. But never poor Beth. Never mentions Beth. Was was that something in the script about how they didn't get along? What are we missing? No, I, I think probably it's just too painful for you know. Sometimes when things are are that painful, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to to regurgitate it. It's hard to get it out. All right, you're good. You're good. Um, you know. do, are you are you disappointed looking back because of the way you died that you didn't get to be a walker? Truthfully, I didn't really want to be a walker. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> he okay. didn't. But don't forget, my head was laid there, opening and closing its mouth. And if you'd have been a fly, you would. Isn't been a your ghost head in the Smithsonian now? It is. <laughs> That's yes. amazing. When I was six years old, I was a patrol boy. If you know what that was, a crossing guard kids who helped other kids cross the street, younger kids cross the street. We had a patrol boys convention in Washington, D.C., from up in, from New York down to Georgia. It was in east of the Mississippi. So they took us to the Smithsonian, and the first thing I saw there was this huge dinosaur, skeletal dinosaur, and I was very impressed by it. And now you stop and you think about it, and I'm in there playing with my peer group, the dinosaurs. <laughs> that is great. That's fantastic. Well, quite an honor. And, and uh, listen, you, you were you were uh, a great as Herschel on the show. I think everyone was very sad to see you leave for many reasons. Yes. Uh, your CGI foot was very expensive, which is why they can't cut uh, Rick's hand off. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Rick was he, he's great. All those all those the cast in the writers' room and and the producers and the crew and. I'm telling you, it was it's a very a very great set to work on. Wonderful. For everyone. Well, yeah. we're excited to see you at the at Walker Stalker Con this weekend. We'll of course be there. And if you don't get cool. to if you don't get to see Scott this weekend, uh, then uh, the, I don't know if you're going, but the the, the convention is going to be in Portland, Sydney, Melbourne, London, Germany, Chicago, and Nashville. Are you thinking about going to any of those? I I plan on going to some of them. I'm not sure exactly how many right now. Very good. They, 
You just reached way into the distance. Dude. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, listen, it's, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. We're going to let you go in a sec. But can okay, we... you drop by. Drop by. We we'll will. take a picture together. Scott, thank you so much. We'll see you this weekend. Okay. Thank All right. you. Thank Bye-bye. you, Scott. Thank you. He is the cutest human yeah. I have ever met in my life. A patrol boy who helps kids cross <laughs> the street. I'm like crying. He's yeah. so cute. Oh my gosh. He's so cute it hurts. Oh my God. Hi, this is Scott Wilson Herschel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Have fun. Honestly, he's adorable. Yes. All right, we're back. We're back sort of live. But that, that, so that was the interview. Yes. So you heard me call bullshit on the side impact. Yes. Uh, with Greg Nicotero. I had the balls to do it. I did. I called side you impact did it. bullshit. You did it. And then he called bullshit where he didn't understand the whole, why did Michonne have to go see what happened at the sanctuary? The whole car switcheroo. He's on the show and he doesn't understand it. <laughs> he didn't understand the whole scene. I so didn't either. Got him to call bullshit. Um, we did get to meet Cooper Andrews who hugged us. Bear hugs. He served us cobbler. A uh, Walker Stalker Con, whatever city it's going to. Please go. Go, go it's to my Australia. Favorite. It's yes. the best. You heard us talk to Scott Wilson, who played Herschel. Oh. Here's what happened at Walker Stalker Con. Scott was going from his booth. Everyone has their own table with autographed pictures, and they have like stanchion poles. Yeah. Like at an amusement park where you wind your way through and you yeah. get to meet the the, uh, the the actor or the actress. And then there was a giant photo op, meet and greet. There's um. There's opportunities where they go on stage and have like panel discussions. Yep. And so as we were wrapping up for the day, Scott Wilson is walking with his handlers and he's got the beard, you know, he's Herschel. Right? Uh, and the ponytail. On the interview you just heard, he said, oh, I'm definitely going to hug you guys. So I saw the handlers, they were walking alongside of him so that no one would run up and then try to take a picture or whatever because he was, he's got to get where he has to go. Mm-hmm. He's on a schedule. And so I said to the handler, I kind of walked, we did the walk and talk. Yeah, the I walk, walk and talk. And I said, excuse me, um, I'm not some crazed fan, even though I was wearing my shut that shit down shirt. Hey, you were. <laughs> <It> was, uh, <laughs> pictures are up at, of course, uh, walkers underscore talkers. And so I said to the handler during the walk and talk, I said, hey, um, we interviewed Scott Wilson yesterday for our walkers and talkers podcast. And he said to, you know, please say hi. I want to hug you guys. He had a great interview. You heard it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so he's, he leans over to Scott and he goes, yeah. and Scott's head turn, he looks over at us and he's like, and he says, hey, he looks Where? at us, yeah. David and Jamie. <laughs> and he remembered our names and he's like, I, I owe you guys hugs. And he hugged us right there. He did, right there. He's so sweet. Oh my God, he's Herschel. I know. If we had met Herschel before he died on the show, spoiler, I would have been so upset to watch him get his, you know, uh, yeah. the governor kill him, even more than I was when I... I was traumatized, but I would have been even more traumatized. So then, when we when we go to take the pictures, he had to go behind this black curtain area. We went behind Michael Cudlitz. Where booth. everybody puts their coats. Yeah. And then he was going to walk out to this photo op he had to do, but he says, you know what? I want to get pictures of you guys. I promised you pictures. Come back here. So sweet. We went behind. So when you see our pictures with with, uh, with Scott online, you'll see there's like a, it's, where is it? there's a bridge table and it's there's a like, black curtain. Yeah. And so we took pictures with him without the flash, and they didn't look good. He goes, oh, take him with the flash. So we took him with the flash, and then he's like, you guys going to put him wherever you guys put those things online? Yep. Yeah. And he said, oh, you know, he's, I, I had the best time with that interview. Please let me know when we're posting it. He says- How cool. He wants to hear it. His people, his people, Yeah. his handlers gave us their phone number and said, hey, let us know when it's up. He really wants to hear it. Yeah. So that was great that he had a good time. I'm so glad. We loved having and him on. And he told Corey, who arranged everything for us, he told Corey- his people told Corey what a great interview he had. He had so much fun. And then Corey said to us, what happened on the interview? He had a great time. I said, well, we had fun with him. We did. Yeah, so uh, there you go.